Greetings and welcome to episode 245 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news and culture podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined this week by the saw winner himself, Mr. Daffod Moody. How are we doing, everybody? I hope everyone is well. Are you well, Amy? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. But we're not alone. No, we're not. Morning. We're we're also joined by Foxes. I, 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 I don't know his name. We need a nick there, red bearded man. I call him the red bearded man. I don't well the I don't fo- Well the fox is on the run. Well, I know he's red bearded fox. That's this all I true. know. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Mad Max of my podcast. <laughs> he's, he's, his his real name is shrouded in mystery. <laughs> Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Uh, Hi, I'm Foxes, or Fox, either way. Uh, I'm also known as Red Bearded Fox on social media. Uh, I am a glorious co-host of the Glorious uh, Movie Show uh, with with your your one and only uh, David Moody. Um, I play some video games from time to time, mostly on PC. Uh, I've kind of, like, stepped away from the... um, the kind of like console world a little bit, but I try to keep an ear to it as much as possible. So, <laughs> but I, I do remember, my best. I remember someone buying an Xbox One just to play Rainbow Six Siege a while back. I did. <laughs> it wasn't and then just it... me either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then it went and promptly died on me. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> you killed it. Yeah. It it it, uh, it had that uh, factory default. Uh, fucked up drive and so oh. it doesn't it doesn't boot anymore and i'd have to like get it replaced or you know send it to a shop to get fixed which i'd have to pay money for which would i just i'd just rather buy a new one if i'm gonna do anything that's uh, with there's it. a new version of it you know that right y- yeah exactly <laughs> there's two actually <laughs> one's an s and one's an x <laughs> consoles who would who would play on consoles who would only smart people who would play games <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Foxes. Mm-hmm. How is how is everybody? How's everybody's week been? It's been okay, actually. Been good. I've had a very good day. Good. I'm not bad at all. Good. I had, I had fun on Tuesday when we had our, our, our little scare fest. And uh, I've been good ever since. Good? Yeah, yeah we all played Phasmophobia, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always a fun time. Uh, then we've got obviously we've got Among Us week, Among Us, Among Us Saturdays coming up shortly. So, oh shit, I forgot the thing I always say, Amy. I'm from wait, I was. It's waiting. Friday, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means? I was timing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. He started it, and you know what? I just, I just let him get on with it sometimes. I I was just kind of surprised. I was like, is it? Friday. I mean, but I, I, I think that that's probably when the, the yeah. I, I, I caught you on. You ruined it, Foxes. <laughs> I, I, I caught on. Don't ignore, ignore the date behind the curtain. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a state of play in an hour and a half. Those are my notifications. One hour and thirty six minutes. That we're not going to be able to talk about because it's in an hour and thirty six minutes. <laughs> Thanks, PlayStation. See, they did Nintendo it specifically are doing it for right. you. Pokemon are doing it right, ladies and gentlemen. See? They're dropping it 
when we are not podcasting. <laughs> it's still going to be out before this. So Pokemon ain't doing it any right other than PlayStation. I'll only if I'll only forgive them if they announce Bloodborne too. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me, because then I'll have to get a new PlayStation. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, I guarantee you this, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen eventually. Bloodborne 2 will get announced. When? Who knows? But that is going to happen. I'm gar- I, I, I know people don't like, don't like to hear. I can guarantee. So I'll say it. I can 99% guarantee you this is going to happen. Bloodborne made him a ton of money. They're gonna ton of money, and they're also re-releasing it on PC. Rumored in it, or they are going to. So if it that that's if they're going to do that, they are doing a Bloodborne two. If uh, or they're, they're going to announce Bloodborne two before PC even comes out, and I've been waiting. <laughs> you PC gamers, honestly. I mean, for a game, actually, if I remember correctly, the year. Of the games for you know, and 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 that roster of when Bloodborne came out, Bloodborne was my was my game of the year. Like I think it, it even came out in the beginning of the year, and I was like, I, I don't care what comes out after yeah, this, as far as PlayStation goes. It, this is the be- This is the game of the year. Easy. Early twenty sixteen, wasn't it? 15. Something like that. Oh, early... oh, I was close. I was an idiot and didn't play it for years. And then did you beat it by, by chance? Actually, I, oh, twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking Boxes, about. She beat it twice in like a weekend. <laughs> That's how good that game is. That's how you know. Now you I've got, it down. Now I got foxes here. Now I got foxes here. Your Bloodborne apathy is now outnumbered, Moody. <laughs> I've openly said myself, when I get a PlayStation 5, I will give it a go. I've said well, that. Please stream it because I want to see you rage. <laughs> well, me and Amy have plans, so if those plans happen, it will happen. Yes. So, will yes. Happen. That and, will um, happen if if the plans happen for us. But oh no, yeah, yeah, we've got uh we've got plans and everything like that, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, I, beat, I beat it twice. I'm literally wearing a Bloodborne t shirt. Uh... Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, as we're talking about Bloodborne and so I much later, a seventy minute video about it. <laughs> I was just about to say, I think it's like maybe it's time to shout out that glorious little little <laughs> little video you did about Bloodborne, Amy. <laughs> it's long. And it took a long time to make. And you should watch it to... Someone's calling me. This is a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you watch it now, even though you won't see this until Friday, if you watch it now, it'll be done. You'll have it done in time for the state of play. <laughs> <laughs> just, just watch it to validate all of the work I put into it. It was a glorious video, ladies and gentlemen. So definitely go and give it some love. Give it those likes and shares. And hit that subscribe button at the Words About Game YouTube channel. Um... You got through Old Hunters or Old Hunters? The What's DLC, it? I didn't know. Oh, <gasps> she hasn't completed it all, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <gasps> she's fake Bloodborne oh. lover. Thanks, man. Oh. I was literally just about to say, ah, I knew there was a reason I kept you around because you do promo <laughs> really well, and then you just stabbed me in the back. <laughs> Honestly, it's just more of what you love. I. It looked it. Honestly. But I only bought the, so the DLC after I finished it. I, I wanted to go back and do the Platinum, so I was like, I'll just pick up the That's DLC fair. when I do that. Um, this isn't Maybe a Bloodborne podcast. <laughs> so, as much as I try Sorry. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, Fox, this is how it goes when this we start. How, we this is how we every chat about starts. anything before we crack on into <laughs> the juiciness. Honestly, that was the most on-topic start we've had in, in months. 
um, more than likely. Yeah, sometimes we don't talk stunning. about games at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell the story of the roller coaster at the beginning of a podcast once? Yeah, one time you have, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is the Words About Games podcast. This week, we're discussing Bioware abandoning development on Anthem 2.0, new details on the next Dragon Age, the alleged chaos of Dying Light 2's development, and more. The timestamps in the description below the video on YouTube and in the description of wherever you get your audio podcasts. Except, uh, what was the one that we never got on? Google. <laughs> yeah, except on Google. I'm, Google I mean, taking the time. <laughs> I've got an Android watch, an Android phone, a YouTube account, but a Chromebook. But it's fine, Google. It's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to acknowledge my existence in any way. But there's timestamps in those descriptions there on Spotify, the superior music playing service. I apologize if you thought I was ignoring you there. I was not. You're always ignoring me. It's I fine. never ignore you, Amy. My computer has just told me that, they, that the Outriders demo drivers have been downloaded. And I'm like, ha, 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 that's cute. You think my computer could run Outriders? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say my computer's telling me that you were ignoring me. Oh. I won't lie. <laughs> to, to be fair, uh, Moody can't even ignore you whenever you're not even speaking to him. So we found, we found that out. He just follows me around. Like, Amy, 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 Amy. <laughs> Lights flashing, ghosts coming out after us to kill us. Amy, 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 Amy. You will see a clip of that probably, ladies and gentlemen, on the highlights at the will. end of the month. <laughs> Coming soon, because it's the end of the month this weekend. But uh, let's talk about Bioware for now. Yes, Bioware. Um, our first thing story. Bioware stops work on Anthem. This is from Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. Who writes, Bioware has given up on Anthem. In a blog post today, executive producer Christian Daly said that the studio has halted development on Anthem and a proposed refresh of the game called Anthem Next. Daly didn't give a reason for the decision other than to say the COVID-19 pandemic, quote, has had an impact on our productivity and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our teams. Game development is hard, Daly said. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. End quote. Anyone surprised that Anthem is dead? No, no. to be honest with you. <laughs> you go first. Uh, side note, like, okay. This is, might be a little cynical of me, but to be honest with you, like I, you know, like I have said many a time before, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> Developers always say game development is hard. Yeah, it most definitely is. I have a friend here that can attest to it and actually give me reasons and understanding and a little bit of insight into actually how game development is actually hard. Why is it we're still not taking it seriously? <laughs> I'm sorry, it just it kind of baffles me. It's like game development's hard. It's like, yeah, you, this is like the the twentieth the twentieth the twentieth the twentieth uh, the the twenty millionth time that you have told us. Okay, when are you gonna start taking it seriously and and really crack down on why it's hard and like how it can be better and what we can make 
you know, decisions wise. But unfortunately, there is another side of that, and that comes with the publisher, I guess, whatever, um, the publishing side of it. And they want things that sometimes realistic demands just don't aren't, aren't good enough, I'm going to be honest with you. So I don't know. It, it 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 baffles me that there's like the developers keep saying game development is hard. It's like we know. We keep getting told. <laughs> but that's Anthem, nothing to take away. Yeah. Anthem's development was an absolute mess and a half, like and like I give a little I give res- mad respect to the developers who were able to get the game in a state it was when it released, because they only mm-hmm. did that. They did that within eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Which, when everybody at the time literally thought they've had about at least minimum three to four years on this game to at least be developing in it and creating this world and everything, they didn't. They didn't start coding it and everything until 18 months before it was released and everything. Um, and it's a mixture of bad publishing, bad uh, management, and everything. The whole shebang when it comes to the uh, Bioware and Anthem. It's like it was a complete mess and everything. And. No, like what we said right at the beginning, no one is surprised by this. Um, where, like, like we both, like, I think both me and you and Amy, we talked about it when we heard that they would re, they were uh, bringing it back and restarting it and then hopefully trying to fix it and everything like that. Um, but we, like, the longer it's gone on, I think we both came to the knowledge, like, this is probably not going to happen, is it? <laughs> Type of thing. And I know you were already, I think you were there before we even 2.0 was announced. Saying this is not everything like that, but I was holding that for a little bit of hope because the mechanics on that were amazing for that game. They did really good game mechanics for it. I give shout out to props to their mechanic, the, the, the core mechanic developers and everything for that. They did a really good job, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a shit show, and I I feel for them like crazy. I do. I feel. If for I- if I may ad lib on, uh, onto that a little bit, um, I completely agree with you. I think the the mechanics in that game are like the best. Uh, like in my personal opinion, it's the best part of the game. Like in and of itself, like Easily. like do, 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 doing the combos, do, you know, doing the jumps and the flips and the flying, you know, like like all of it. So much fun, and that's what depresses me so much about it is because, damn, now we have to wait around, and that's okay. Like I'll be patient enough for a game to take that and harness that and kind of use the same thing even though people are like oh it's just an anthem clone I-, I won't care because if those kind of game mechanics came around for a- for a game that was complete and actually like you know and and and, and there's no malice there in me saying that but it- in a sense of like you gave me a full package with these uh mechanics i'll i'll be i'll be cheering in all honesty because uh, what game has came out that makes you feel like iron man better than anthem so far I don't know. Wasn't the Iron Man VR game I've heard? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, I kind of do hope that something gets established from it. You know, kind of sort of thing. Yeah, maybe well, you, you get to fly around in Iron Man armor in the next Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skin, but, it, but you oh, actually get effect. the functionality of it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Ooh, yeah, Mass, effect. Mass Effect would be, be good. Effect. I think they'll take that to Mass Effect. They already kind of suited it. They already showed it off a little bit, kind of with um, Andromeda, because you had those thruster mechanics and everything. I could see him transferring that over into the next Mass Effect. As much as I like two, Andromeda, I feel like has some of the best, like 
verticality movement, like shooting uh, mechanics, and a part of uh, Mass Effect since two. To be honest with you, uh, Andromeda, I feel like had like had felt really good to play. It just sometimes it got bogged down by optimization or bugs. So it's funny you said that, Fox, because someone on this panel right now might have done a, a Mass Effect Andromeda video about almost six months to a year ago now on this channel. At Words about games. Six Peace months. Month. How do you think our time works? It's been a long year already. It's February. <laughs> yes, it's been a young, long year already. But no, uh, amazing video of Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, it's one awesome. of my most commented on videos of all time for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> Video game development is hard. I agree. Yeah, it it's really even harder hard. when you rely on Bioware magic. So maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for your next game, Bioware, don't don't do that. <laughs> maybe not label something that actually doesn't technically exist. It's just more like a a happenstance. <laughs> oh, we've somehow managed to to cobble together great games like at the last minute three times in a row this is a sustainable business model no no it's not <laughs> oh well <laughs> agreed not anthem's still gonna kick around so you can play it in its current set whenever you want it's interesting because i know that there are people who still play this game i mean very few but there are still people who play this game and it's not like it's one of those things that like the people who are playing it are like streaming it you know like because Twitch, obviously, well, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, you know, so on and so forth. The the streaming realm, I should say. Very, uh, a lot of people think that gaming in and of itself revolves around, you know, with that. Grand, yes, they're kind of like cohesive in, in a way now. But to be honest with you, there's still player bases that like aren't accounted for. That like, you know, still continue to play certain games that either that aren't streamed or um you don't get an actual accounting you know for like lobbies and whatnot so to be honest with you i'm sure there are people who probably can still be around to play this game uh even though i'm sure it's dwindling and now given that anthem next is not going to be a thing uh maybe even close to even dwindling to death but at the same point i'm glad that there are enough people who enjoyed what this game like played like you know yeah i i will not be surprised if we hear uh in a year's time, that they'll be shutting it down. True. And then all that money, all those people paid, <laughs> will be worthless. Video games. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Let's keep talking about video games. Electronic Arts removes multiplayer mode from Dragon Age game in big pivot. This is from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. He writes, there it is, video game publisher Electronic Arts has made a major pivot on the next game in the popular Dragon Age series, allowing the developers to remove all planned multiplayer components from the game, according to people familiar with the matter. Dragon Age is a series of fantasy games from the EA-owned developer Bioware. The next Dragon Age, which doesn't yet have an official title or release date, had previously been designed with a heavy multiplayer component, said the people, who asked not to be named because they were not authorised to speak to the press. In recent months, it has transformed into a single-player-only game after EA was stung by a recent multiplayer flop. The diverging trajectories of two recent games changed the minds of Wilson and other executives at EA, according to the people. (laughs) That just says, according to the people, I just like picture like the, the giant mob. 
the people and with the pitchforks like, and fires <laughs> <laughs> one was star wars jedi fallen order a single player game released in november 2019 that won critical acclaim and outperformed ea's sales expectations reaching more than 10 million players in its first four months the second was bioware's anthem a multiplayer game that was widely panned when it launched the game showed that single-player games could still be lucrative and that Bioware, traditionally known for its single-player role-playing games, might be better off returning to its roots. A spokesman for EA declined to comment. The next Dragon Age first entered development in 2015, but in the fall of 2017, EA and Bioware rebooted the game to push for long-term monetization. The change led to the de departure of creative director Mike Laidlaw and caused some employees to dismiss the game as Anthem with Dragons. EA announced the new Dragon Age in 2018, but has not shared many details since then. Behind the scenes, the game has been in flux, games website Kotaku reported. During development, some members of BioWare's leadership team fought to pivot the next Dragon Age back to a single-player-only game, according to the people familiar with the discussions. BioWare has also been working on a new game in the sci-fi Mass Effect series, as well as a remaster of the original Mass Effect trilogy, which will be out in May. I told you! <laughs> I told you it was supposed to be a multiplayer. I knew it. I fucking I know, knew you, it. I knew. Yeah, you were saying it, and you were right. And we, I was saying many times. Like I, like I said offline, the Fox was saying every time we saw that trailer, every time I came out of it, I was like, oh God, it looks, it looks multiplayer. It looks games of a service. I said that myself. Oh my God, though, Amy, I was so happy when I saw this. So Jason Sire to the bloody rescue, doing the badass <laughs> reporting out there like he always does. Even if people don't like him sometimes, I don't care. He saved one of my favorite favorite franchises <laughs> this out there. Jason Schreier who did this. He, Jason he Sire did down, this, yeah. Grabbed Bioware's creative director by the head yeah. and said, listen, mate. <laughs> no, he, he, he grabbed all of Wil uh, Wilson, Andrew Wilson by the head. By the head yeah, said, Andrew Wilson does it. Yo, dude, we got to talk. But uh, no, uh, but also, uh, shout out to Fallen Order. Uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed that game. I think it's a good game. I don't think Fucking it's as good as what game. everyone screamed it out to be. But um, like yeah, you. shout out, <laughs> shout out. It did, it did everything what we were hoping it to do. And I'm glad to hear that they are pivoting. I am what lie. I'm curious when they've pivoted. Uh, because if they've pivoted, say, the last since just after Fallen Order came out and everything like that, that means this game, I would say, is still probably three years out um if they pivoted before that i'm still gonna say we're still probably three years out <laughs> for this game but, in um, recent months mm -hmm. it's transfer it says in recent months yeah so yeah um this game's gonna be de delayed for a while now um which is fine take your sweet ass time and everything you uh, got Mass the effect first how weird would that be how weird would that be? That would be interesting if that happened. But no, uh, yo, take your time. I'm happy about this. I can't wait to go back to that world. Like a bit, like I was saying before the end, before Christmas last year, before we finished with the Christmas holidays. I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition on and off. I've loved it as always. It's like say one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm really happy about this. Um, th uh, thank you, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Star Wars. Thank you for your Star service. Wars. Thank you for your service, Star Wars. Thank you. You're coming back into the fray of goodness. Mandalorian season two, fabulous. And everything like that. Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> but oh yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about this. How's you feel, Foxes? Uh, first of all, uh, Moody too, right? Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> uh, Thank you, George I Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll Thanks, see. Respawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thank a good you, point. Disney. Um, so, <sighs> like, side note, uh, I, th- I like, I thoroughly enjoy, um, uh, Inquisition. I never really understood why it got panned so hard as soon as it came out. Like, I don't know if it was like a bug issue or something like that, or like what it may be, but I thought the game was perfectly fine, fun, good looking, and had a lot of, uh, mechanics and really good, uh, like just RPG material in- inside of a game, which actually ran pretty damn well to be honest with you um i i am however i don't know if i'm a few but i i, I do actually enjoy the multiplayer component um, uh i enjoy the whole idea of like just like pve a session of like P, uh, like people just like yeah let's go run a session of like just you know fucking shit up you know and and maybe it's it's hard it's actually really difficult and you gotta you know actually kind of be somewhat i guess tactical about it quote unquote um because uh, I played a lot of uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, and that legitimately was difficult sometimes. Like, that was actually a good time that I had with friends, just playing, like, the different roles and the different stuff that you can do. Uh, Inquisition, a little bit less so, just because it felt a little bit vanilla. But but for the most part, uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, it's like, you know, sure, I'm sad to see it go, but I also don't mind that as well, because I, I played Origins, and that didn't have a multiplayer component from pretty sure it didn't no um origins was, a, uh, was like a throwback rpg when it came out yeah uh origins re- was really good and when i played inquisition you know it, it gave me the feelings of origins but also if i wanted it it's, it's arpg ish side of it you know from two even though i'm not a big fan of two um uh I, you had that as well to be honest with you uh i yeah i'm i'm, lo- I'm looking forward to this i'm glad that they're they're focusing back on uh on single player only it's good if there's two things I'm rapidly getting sick of in the video game industry, well, there's many things, but if there's two That's types of thing. games, <laughs> if there's two types of games I'm rapidly getting sick of in the video game industry, it's open world games and live service games. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm currently playing Persona 5 Strikers, which is neither of those things, and it's the best fucking thing I've played in months. <laughs> Um, I've been playing uh, Monster Hunter World, and while that's you know like op- not open worldish, but like large uh, open area, it's um, like I'm having, yeah. a, I'm having a lot of fun with it. You know, it, it's like Dragon Age Origins, right? Or it's just like yes. areas, exactly, as opposed to like mm-hmm. a giant open world filled with shit that nobody wants. Exactly. But they get the trophies if they collect them, and also you get a plus two percent power up to your melee attack if you collect all sixty three feathers. Got it. You gotta get every star, every question mark, every <laughs> exclamation point, every coin. Oh my god, who fucking cares? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think we're gonna get on well in this podcast, Fox. <laughs> for now, let's talk about Dying Light 2. Remember Dying Light 2? Yeah, I'm waiting for a fantasy critic last year. <laughs> Nobody picked it this year. I don't know anyone is getting. Um... The development of Dying Light 2 has been total chaos, according to the report. This is from Andy Chuck over a PC gamer. He writes, Dying Light 2 has had its share of struggles since it was announced almost three years ago at E3 2018. Developer Techland made some very big promises regarding the impact of individual player choice on gameplay and outcomes, which would demand multiple playthroughs for anyone who wanted to see more than half of the content it offered. But a planned release for spring 2020 was missed, and a new release date hasn't been set. The game also lost its lead writer, Powell Selinger, who departed earlier this year after more than 20 years at the studio. 
A new report on Techland published by The Gamer suggests that the project may be floundering largely due to problems at the studio, particularly regarding the autocratic management style of CEO Powell Machuka. The, the CEO. Interviews with 10 current and former employees allege problems including an over-reliance on external consultants who lack experience in the games industry, whose advice is often ignored anyway, conflict at the production level, a high rate of staff turnover, and micromanagement that some developers characterized as, quote, the eye of Sauron, end quote, which has collectively had the effect of stripping the game of a coherent vision. Quote, Techland has a history of hiring people for which the team had high hopes, but it ended up in nothing, one star said. One such case for the designers was the hiring of Mark Albany, a former game director from Ubisoft that was supposed to restructure how design is done in the studio. Even he, a veteran with 30 years of experience, couldn't break through upper management that is harder to change than the spin of the fucking earth, end quote. <laughs> oh, Damn. wow. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> New hires and consultants who don't follow the company line end up sidelined, according to another source, which ultimately leads to their resignation or termination. Quote, to make a career at Techland, you have to be subservient, end quote. Techland's insistence on using its own internal technology to power the game is also a stumbling block, according to some employees. Dying Light uses the Chrome engine, a proprietary 3D engine developed by Techland, but after the first game was released, the chief development officer at the time, Powell Zawodny, wanted development of the sequel to be iterated in a more widely used engine like Unreal or Unity before bringing their work to the Chrome engine. Mashika, however, insisted on everything being done in Chrome Engine 6. Quote, It slowed everyone down and that frustrated everyone. He would ask why people aren't working faster and it was because the tech isn't up to speed. We can work faster, but we have to go here and you're not allowing us to go there. The experts know what the goal is, and they should be allowed the flexibility to do what's best, end quote. Zawadny, who now heads up CD Projekt Red's Raw Claw Studio, brought on consultants of his own to help build a more conventional workflow, but many of their suggestions were apparently not adopted. The system as it currently stands, one employee told The Gamer, is, quote, a production pipeline that changes so quickly and rapidly that it might as well not exist, end quote. More producers have been hired to help get the wheels turning, but reportedly often find their efforts blocked by veteran employees. The report touches on a range of other issues, such as producers interfering in design decisions. One source said producers on Dying Light 2, quote, cannot hold the pipeline or milestones together, but they have time to redesign or argue about design, end quote. And constant micromanagement from upper management, which collectively points to an atmosphere of chaos and aimlessness at the studio and on Dying Light 2, quote, What's going on at Techland is just total chaos, not iteration. There are plenty of examples where there is someone responsible for a given feature, like a game director decides on something, but Pizer, creative director Adrian Pizer Sizowski, and Marshuka just override this because of some bullshit reason, like they've seen something working differently in other games, so we can do it like that, end quote. Marshuka defended the studio and its processes, saying, quote, the trust and the flow of ideas in a large organization is a complex issue. We are currently working on creating an innovative game that millions of players around the world will love, and thus we are constantly looking for methods that allow us to improve the transmission of fresh and interesting ideas. However, not every idea is a good idea for this project, and only the best and consistent ones with the vision of the project will be implemented in our game. End quote. If you don't already have the idea you wanted for this game you have fundamentally messed up this game. 
That's you kinda... are, it's, it's, his quote is literally saying what what people are already saying. I'm like he's saying other games game do things, and he's thought, oh, we can do that, we can do that, we can do that, we can do that, that that. And he's saying, I want it all in, I want it all in my game. Uh, and everyone's like, this will fundamentally fuck up your game. After they they they've warned him that you know the tech that they're using is not. It's not garbage. Up, yeah, it's, it's not bad. up to speed and, and literally not up to par with, you know, like what it is that they want. And that's why they wanted to try it in other engines. And maybe even that engine would even do better or they would get a good understanding of it and then be able to implement it in theirs. Sorry. Incredibly right, right. bad management here. Incredibly bad management. Agreed. Does it not just feel like Groundhog Day sometimes? <laughs> like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm reading this story and I've read bits of it before. And I've never read this story before. Like, I mean, I've read it once when I was putting it in the document, but it's like when I was reading it and then I was like, have I read this bit before? Have I read this entire story before? No, I haven't. I haven't read it before today. No, it's just that it's the same fucking story all over again, right? With like Bioware and Netherrealm and Telltale and Rockstar and CD Projekt Red and... Boxes has gone more redder than normal. (laughs) Fox's oh, and his rage oh, yeah, mode. A... <laughs> it's a rage mode. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my uh, Chrome uh, background. It's all it's all red. <laughs> um, Ironically enough, so is the background of this podcast. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it it's uh, I'm sorry for for butting in, but it's it's so sad because this th- this is legitimately like uh, I had very few games on my list that I was like. I am excited for this, this, and this. Like, I think maybe all of five that I was like, yes, this is what I'm looking forward to, and this is, like, what I'm hoping for. But it seems like every time that I pick something, (laughs) there always seems to be some kind of development problem or whatever the fuck because, you know, they just can't fulfill on their promise or, you know, there's some breakage, either the people who are working on it or just, you know, overall not completing the actual thing okay. in, it, in it in its entirety but it makes me really sad because it's like okay uh while i was under the assumption that you know the reason it was on hiatus was possibly due to covid or you know the the work constrictions of you know however many people you have working on it come to find out it's another bullshit thing again about you know too many too, too many hands or actually no sorry wrong, wrong metaphor too many cooks in the kitchen and also really bad management of it yeah like I'm starting to re- think that the a lot of like big game developers, um, studios, can fix most of their problems if they fire most of their management, <laughs> because it seems to be that management seems to be the problem, like in a lot of these these stories that we're reading, and this one's not different. Like reading halfway through, where it's like that at one point their solution was to hire more producers, like because that's going to make things better, right? It's like the producers we've currently got are causing chaos. Let's hire more. <laughs> oh no, that didn't work. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, uh, isn't isn't this kind of what happened to Dead Island 3 too? There's too many cooks in the kitchen, no actual vision of uh, of basically how they wanted to put it all together, and so oh, therefore it just rumbled. Yeah, there if, was, if, if I'm not mistaken. There was a developer working on Dead Island 2 at one point, and then they got shit-canned. Um, I actually played that version of Dead Island 2. <laughs> it was at EGX. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's, Dead, it's considered Dead Island 2 because Dead Island, the, the second game, is like Riptide, isn't it, or something like no, that? No, no, there was... Um, 
Yeah, I played Riptide. That was that was hilarious. The bad game. There was yeah, a demo yeah. for for Dead Island too. After you know when they did the the reveal trailer of the guy running through the, down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a demo still a good trailer. <laughs> it's a good trailer. There was a demo yeah. for it, and the demo wasn't that bad. But um, I, I I wish I would have gotten to actually play that demo so I could have seen like what it is that they were working with a little bit. It's been that long. I'm pretty sure it's been like six years since I did that. Like no one believes me anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was there and I played it. It was at the top of the escalator <laughs> at, uh, at Earl's Court. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I think something similar happened there. But it's like Techland were never make, making Dead Island 2. Because they went off and did Dying Light, which was a pretty good game. Um, I, I love the first one. It, 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 like, I, I actually just recently played it, I think, last year uh, with a friend. Because they, the, they never fully completed it. And then we also did the following uh, expansion. Deck. Actually, really solid expansion. I mean, it's not com- like I wouldn't say it's like, um, like a full game's worth, you know, as far as expansions uh, expansions go. But it introduced new uh, things to their world that fit pretty well and was also pretty nice, to be honest with you. Um, like whether it be the buggy or just like the different types of enemies and like the the different uh. I guess technically like the different branching story, even though it's not really kind of branching. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, that was pretty good. And their cutscenes somehow actually got even better in the expansion. Like it, it was actually really surprising. I'm like, how do you make this game look better? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed died. I enjoyed dead Island as well. That was a fun multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. That I played once a long time ago. When I was a PC gamer, <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> Shall we move on? Sure. I see Moody's just bursting to talk about Dying Light and how much he loves it. You ain't gonna fudge that fudge t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, fudge that fudge. Uh, fudge that fudge, Jamie. <laughs> Couldn't see it before because of the belt. Let's move on. You might have heard me react to this news story as I was reading it. Scream that ripped into the fabric of reality. (laughs) Vampire the Masquerade... Knock my microphone over. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 developer removed. Game delayed out of 2021. This is from Jordan Olliman over at IGN. Who writes... Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed out of 2021, with developer Hardsuit Labs no longer leading the game's development. The news was revealed in publisher Paradox Interactive's 2020 year-end report. Paradox revealed it has started a collaboration with a new studio partner to finish work on the game. In a statement issued by the Bloodlines 2 Twitter account, Paradox said that in order to meet its ambitions for the game, the publisher came to the conclusion that, quote, a change is needed and, as a result, more development time is required. End quote. Paradox thanked Hardsuit Labs for its work on the game so far. Quote, the studio has done a tremendous job laying the foundations for the game, and we hope that you, the community, will also appreciate their contribution to Bloodlines 2. End quote. The air-end report indicates that the studio will finish work on the game, meaning this doesn't seem to be a full restart for development. Bloodlines 2 was initially pegged to launch in Q1 2020, but was postponed to later in the year, before being officially delayed into 2021 in August of 2020. This was just the start of the game's development troubles, as later that month, the game's narrative lead and creative director were dropped from the project unexpectedly. The game's senior narrative designer left shortly after in October. 
The publisher can no longer pin down a release date for the game due to the development reshuffle, so Paradox has decided to stop taking pre-orders for Bloodlines 2. Quote, As soon as we can, we'll let you know what the future development team of Bloodlines 2 will look like. End quote. There we go. That's it. <laughs> I want you to read that last sentence. IGN will keep you updated on any developments in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This is your game, Amy. Really. This is your game. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> at, least there's no, no, at least there's no rush now on me doing a retrospective of the first game. <laughs> but still. <That's> fuck. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. I said it last October. You did. When we spoke about it last time, you when did. When everybody got fucking shit canned or left. Not everybody, but you know, the three of the people that were mentioned. And I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. And I remember I was on the podcast with Patrick. And I say it got like panicking. <laughs> and then he did like the verbal. He did the verbal thing, the verbal metaphor of like slapping me in the face, telling me to calm down. And it worked. And then the stuff happened where it got delayed. And it was like, oh, I panicked again. And I was right to panic. Shit's fucked. Just got rid of the developer. And, and you know what's the worst part about it is that you know you would just made the the joke about is this Groundhog's Day? The response and literally how all this like is setting itself up is something that we have definitely read before for other <laughs> damn projects. And it's just like, do y'all have a copy pasta of how it is that you respond to us about what is going on with your game? Because I feel like I've definitely read this before. And I don't even I don't even have to have a feeling. I think I can go back to an article of where I have seen this in a different fucking game. Like, you know, just to be They're honest. They're asking, can they copy their homework? Oh, can <laughs> I copy your homework? Just copy it up to be a little bit different. <laughs> just copy well, one of the sentences and then paste it into Google and just see all these different, like, announcements for all these different games. Just pop up. <laughs> Um, I, I, so I have no uh, I have no interest in the game whatsoever. I didn't know, didn't even play the first one. This came out before oh, my I time. played the first one. That's why it took twenty plus years to get the second <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so, but I know Amy's Pardon been me. incredibly excited for this game. She loves the first one, and I was going to be playing this game when it came out because obviously, I was like, yo, one of my best wow. friends out there is, loves the franchise. I'm going to give it a good go. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed. It's terrible to hear that they're moving developers. It's just like, what the hell has gone back? Just, it's like the same as the last story. What management has fucked up here? What crazy management has not has not kept this on board and everything like that? And they've completely messed it all up. Uh, because nine times out of ten, we can always say it's never the developers, like the people who are creating the game. It's always the higher ups. It's always the producers or the managements who are trying to break these, trying to get the people to create these games for their quote unquote vision and it's just it's a it's a hard ass cluster fuck again isn't it and it's just like whenever this game comes out i hope it's brilliant for for everybody who wants this franchise and everything like that it's like especially for you amy and whatnot but damn i'm so i'm disappointed for years i really am but then i'm just like what the hell's going on here, man? It really is. See, Rage Man's come back, see? Foxes is back, Rage Man. <laughs> Foxes <laughs> smash! <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I think I've, something, something went down last year, right? And then, Definitely. And then this is just the fallout of whatever happened last year. Um, I'll be interested to see who the new developer is, obviously, because I am still interested in the game. My expectations of it have 
dropped significantly. Um, plummeted even? Plummeted, maybe, <laughs> like you might say. Um, like, I no longer expect this game to be good. Um, so much as I'm kind of hoping it's good. Um, I'll just say, if you hear it's me, be afraid. Be very afraid, because I want to know about this game. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but, um, no, like, like, I hope like Hard Suit Labs is a studio and like the people who work there are gonna be okay after getting shit gun um off this game. Cause I don't know what else they really really had going for them. Um because yeah. this was their pitch. They pitched this to Paradox. It wasn't Paradox hired them. So that that makes it even weirder. That's the situation. Well the only thing you can think of is that the Paradox obviously have paid them. So they would have got paid to do this type of thing and everything like it just all depends on obviously you got to think now, as they've lost development, they will no longer probably get the, the extended royalties for the game when it when it was going to come out. I'm, I'm guessing there, like I say, contract shit and all like that. I do not know anything about. Know they might they might still get they'll still they, you would think they would still get credits because they've worked on the game unless they completely pan everything they've created and they just start anew again. Then this game is literally gone. I'm literally saying now is four years out, Amy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can be the bearer of bad news sometimes. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I never played the original. Um, no one did. And I, 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 true. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, what, it came out what, It came out between two games. What, was it, it came Half-Life out, 2? You didn't come out between it. Metal Gear 3, wasn't it? it? It came out on the same day as Half-Life 2. Oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah. Oof. What a... Oof. Yikes. Yikes. It's like coming out... Jesus. That would be like that, being a game like called Alan Wake and coming out on the same day as Red Dead Redemption. Which also happened. <laughs> That'd be like uh, being called Titanfall 2 and literally getting released alongside Battlefield 1. Yeah. yeah, And, Call and in between Call of Duty <laughs> as well. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Idiots. And wasn't it <laughs> and Fallout? And Fallout 4 was coming that year as well. At 2, man. Mm-hmm. I got absolutely destroyed because it came Fine. out on the same day as Fallout 4. Yeah. Yep, and Tomb Raider 2 was a great game, that's the thing about it. Yeah. Well, they all were. Alan Wake, Vampire, Titanfall, Tomb Raider. These are all good games. They just... Yeah. They get released next to Titans. And the worst part about it is, Fallout 4 wasn't even that good. (laughs) Um, The... The whole uh, World of Darkness, you know, because, like, it's... That's kind of, like, their their series and, and what it's a part of. I know that, like, there's still some uh, developers and projects. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think there was a game that just recently came out that's tied to it. I think it's called like Werewolf something or whatever. That I think it's like part of it as well. Um, I know they're really, really wanting this whole kind of like ecosystem of this series to really, really, um, you know, flourish and and like at the same time still try still try to you know maintain, I guess you know, its core fan base, quote unquote. But um, I will say that it's interesting because I actually quite like Hardsuit Labs. I enjoyed their um, at one or after a while it became free to play, but it was called Retribution. It was like a first-person shooter um, that was actually it was a PS4 pretty good. Launch title. Yeah, I think it was called Retribution or something like that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Blacklight, Blacklight Retribution. Blacklight. Yep, yep. That's exactly what it was called. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it uh when i i heard that they were taking on this i was like this is a very like big like deal because to be honest with you there's still quite a few people who really enjoy 
this world and series. You know, they, they either play the the t- like the tabletop games or play the old you know games that yeah. they're still you know uh you know like the the first you know Vampire the Masquerade or you know uh the other werewolf game. Werewolf, um, Mage, the Hunter, Reckoning. There's a bunch bunch of different ones. Yeah. Um, I I hope that they they can keep people's interest because if it if if it dwindles for too long and uh, people just you know cancel their sales or you know just forget to be honest with you and that sucks because like this is a very interesting ip you know and i and i hope that nothing worse even happens to it to be honest with you yeah the world of darkness mm-hmm. is uh mm-hmm. is a really interesting like setting um like as somebody who's played the tabletop and the previous video games, like, and it's just like steeped in at one point or another in the law of the of the world. Like the world is fascinating, and you can do a lot of cool stuff with it if you choose to. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, next year it just it comes back with a big bang and it makes a big wave. Um, and everything hopefully will, will be fine. But hey. Maybe everything won't be fine, and it's fine. I'm prepared for that. <laughs> I'm pre- I've been suitably prepared for that now. I saw about PlayStation for a bit in this episode where State of Play didn't exist and didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. First of all, Sony confirms PSVR 2 is coming to PS5 along with a new VR controller. This is from Reese Wood over at TechRadar who writes... PSVR 2 has entered the room. PlayStation fans excited for what PS5 has in store for virtual reality have some new details to peruse. Published on the official PlayStation blog, the piece is billed as an introduction to PSVR 2, revealing the first details of what we can expect from VR on the PS5. The post states that the PlayStation VR team has taken on board lessons it's learned from the original device, which launched as a peripheral for the PS4 back in 2016. The improvements the team is focusing on include better resolution and field of view, as well as upgrades to the device's tracking and input capabilities. Perhaps best of all, the PlayStation VR on the PS5 will be connected by a single cord. This is a far cry from the PS4, where multiple wires and adapters were required. The new single cord connection should make for a less cluttered and more safer play play space. Another big focus for the team has been on a new VR controller which will integrate innovations found in the PS5 DualSense controller. No specifics beyond that were given, but it's possible these features will include the DualSense's haptic feedback and have similar ergonomics. I was just two months early on a prediction. (laughs) The prediction for this. Two months early. I said it was going to happen last year and it didn't. Where they were like, this is the new PlayStation VR. And it's going to have a new controllers because the remove controllers from the PS3 are fucking terrible. Why did you think that was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, it was because it was to make it, it was cheap. make cost <laughs> cheaper. Yeah, cost cuts. So they can yeah. make it under 400 quid so they can have it under 399. Well, cost cut too much because fuck me. Um, now they've decided clearly that this this tells me because they're brand new controllers, this is going to be a 499 cost, uh, headset. It's going to be 500 quid, just like the disc version of the PlayStation 5 and everything. But uh, I digress. Um, We all knew this was coming eventually. It was either going to be sometime this year or sometime next year we were going to hear about it. I thought thought we were going to hear about it within now and the next 18 months. Um, This tells me it's probably further along than we've all thought. I think we've all thought it's pretty far. I always thought it was pretty far along. 
Yeah, you did, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely further along, just like Amy thought it was. Um, this is great to hear. Um, hopefully this is... Like, I hear nothing... I hear it mostly for the, mo- for the most part. I always heard good things about PlayStation VR. I know um, it was never to the level of, like, what Valve have thrown out and all like that. Well, yeah, I mean, um, the index is like a $1,000 virtual reality headset. Yeah, yeah, but the, but obviously, PSVR was obviously it's convenient because it was cheaper, and it, and it did everything you needed it to do, and everything. And if they does, if this does, if this is the same one but better, that's even better. And with the new with the new controllers and everything, that'll be fantastic. So yeah, great news to hear about this. Yeah. Uh, so this will give you a little indication of how much I know about VR. I didn't know that the PS. VR, you know, the first one had more than one cable or cord connected to the things that you have on. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It wasn't oh, but great it came out, it, for set. It came out when all the rest had a lot of cables, though. Um, no, this was expensive. well. To to be fair, I think uh, yeah, the the index came out a little bit later, which is which is mostly cordless. Uh, but there was the other one that they had, the first initial one that Valve came out. That while it did have like a few cords, uh, it wasn't. It, uh, I didn't. It didn't seem like as cumbersome. But granted, this is me watching people play with it versus actually like trying it. No, out I think myself, you mean so. the the Vive, the HTC Vive, which Vive. That that's exactly what I was thinking. Which of. my yep. my yep. friend has, and it's uh, yeah, like. I I started off with the PlayStation VR because um, mm-hmm. it just seemed like a good idea, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a nightmare to set up. <laughs> like I for for something that you're supposed to be quite mobile with, I couldn't imagine like having all these cords up against you or like walking in them. Or, yeah, they're you know, all like whatever of, may be. They all sort of come off the back of the headset, but when there's okay. like, when there's a few of them, they're all sort of like together. It's like, but when there's a few of them, they start separating and stuff. It can be, like any wired head virtual reality headset can be a pain. Um, mm-hmm. That's why the the Quest, the Oculus Quest, the wireless one, is so popular um, mm-hmm. with virtual reality players because it's just a it's a wireless headset. That's amazing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I want one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just have the. Or G Oculus, <laughs> with <laughs> complete with gigantic wire <laughs> that comes out of it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's good that they're actually uh, reconsidering it and actually putting uh, putting better resources to it, so that way that you know uh, people can have a, a much more fun experience and maybe actually get people more people into VR and hopefully not be. Even though, yeah, I agree with you. I think there will probably be a price uh, adjust and pro- an increase more than likely. Uh, it would still be somewhat manageable for those who do want to get into the sort of realm. Yeah. Just that again, which is the wireless one? The Oculus, the Quest, Oculus 2. Quest. Yeah, well, Quest, one or two. Quest 2, both. Quest 2. The oh, Quest okay. 2 is just the new one. Remember the Quest, Quest remember I was going to get a Quest 2 if if I couldn't get a PS5 pre-order. Yes, you were. And Sometimes. we, we yeah, all know how that turned out. <laughs> Hello, shiny PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the the Quest Two is not actually that bad. Um, yeah, I've seen one here at Curry's PC World for two hundred and sixty-five megabytes, a gigabyte, just say, uh, four hundred quid. Yep, you can get the sixty. That's, that's the price of the v- PlayStation VR. You can that's get the sixty-four that. gigabyte version for three hundred. So yeah. That's and, really not that bad. And yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't really need funny. a PC. You don't need a VR-ready PC to play it. Um, oh wow! Okay, because it's its own platform. Um, okay, 
but it's, I'm surprised it's on Star as that well. thing wouldn't like overheat or something like that, or like uh, maybe they figured that figured out the sink issues. Interesting. Okay, I haven't heard of anyone getting their face burned off by it, so it must be fine. That's fair. I need to take yeah, a really I need funny. to take a second to not talk about Gran Turismo Seven because I just got an email from from Jeff Keeley at Summer Game Fest, <laughs> which I feel like I feel like I'm just going to break in and we should talk about this. Um. Which which reads, uh, Psst, it's true. While it might be cold or snowy where you are, there's some good news ahead. Summer is coming. As a subscriber to this mailing list, we wanted you to have the inside scoop. Summer Game Fest will return this summer with video game news, digital events, demos, and more from the world's top game developers, publishers, and platforms. Stay tuned for more information. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see it on the site. Turns 2021, it says. Yep. Just as we were talking about VR, I literally looked down at my watch because it vibrated and it literally had Jeff Keeley's name on it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that'd, have been funny if, that'd have been funny if his face came up too. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so Sony Game Keighley Fest smirk. is going to be back. Nice. Um, on top of awesome. E3 being back. Or oh, maybe they're the same thing. This, who knows? Um, we'll find out. They really, they really should be the same thing. Yeah, if I was E three, I would get, I would be literally trying to get Jeff Keighley back and everything, um, and, and and make sure it's all under one house compared to what it was last year. Because we, even though like we're at the beginning, me and Zemi have said many times, we were like, oh yes, this sounds amazing, uh, and everything, and. Four it more dragged, months of game news. Yeah, <laughs> it dragged like crazy because deep down by the end of it, we were just like, we want to see, we want to know what the stuff about Xbox and we want to know stuff about PlayStation Five. And when those things happened, yay! Even though the Microsoft ones was not yay hey, as much, some, really. No, there were some good indie games as well. But yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, trouble yeah. is, yeah. is like out of like all of the showcases there was what like 400 indie games and it was like yeah there was like <clears throat> yeah. 20 20 that really piqued my interest that i didn't already know about yeah it's a lot to wade through <laughs> yes it, <laughs> it really is <clears throat> um sizzle reels are good actually but uh, anyway sorry about that let's let's get back on track and talk about gran turismo gran turismo 7 release date pushed back to 2022 <clears throat> because of covid I go. I just read the whole news story. Sometimes I do this. By the way, foxes. I, I will. I will deem that I don't need to actually read the words. <laughs> uh, we all. I, th- I think you said yourself, didn't it? That you thought this wasn't coming this year. You mean when uh, when Russell drafted it on Fantasy Critic? Yeah, and I, I said, said that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you thought it wasn't coming this year and everything like that. So, a series uh, that was notorious for being delayed as Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's true. Like they, yeah, the guy likes to, the 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 creator likes to take a sweet ass time over with, with this game and everything. But it always, yeah, and it always comes out and it's always an amazing success for PlayStation. They always do amazing numbers for this game. And I think it's one of the franchises for PlayStation where like every single game that came out has at least a positive review. Like if not unanimously, like everyone loves it, you know, who does play it, you know, it just gets like 10 out of 10s, nine out of 10s, you know, so on and so forth. For it to be, for it to be as polished and as many people that, that like this sort of thing. Hey, you take your time. Fuck it. You know? Yeah. Make the best game you can make. For interrupting. Yeah. 
That's what this podcast is for, Fox. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. and it, 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 the first year of the new consoles is always is always a bit of a slow burn it always is even though they come out and say next year next year next year or something like that you're just like yeah but how many really are next year launch come on, window buddy. come on microsoft how many are really next year how many how big is this launch window microsoft how big is this launch window since sony come wink, on wink is halo wink, wink. next year <laughs> No. Oh, if that drops, if that gets pushed to next year, oh my god! I'm, I'm literally like I said offline. I'm coming back on Twitter, on social media for work, college, and work reasons. Um, I will literally hop off it if Halo gets pushed. I will literally run for the hills. <laughs> Nine months from now. Nine months from now, the three of us will be playing Halo Infinite together on Twitch. Sweet. <laughs> hey, you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll I'm still be a Halo now. fan, <laughs> even if I have to steal it from Microsoft. <laughs> as long as it has a run mechanic, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. I will fucking <laughs> kill you. I like the run in Halo. I will Sorry. burn your fucking house down. <laughs> Trust me, it's all about if it's good or not, Fox. It's about something different. What I'm saying there. <laughs> <laughs> I so obviously it's gonna be a, a conversation that, that we're gonna have to have another another time. But I have to so because uh, I think the last time uh, I was talking, uh, I talked to you both actually like, about Halo. Uh, you were in the middle of your actual playthrough of the games, and if I remember correctly, the last time I remember Moody being quite critical of them and Halo uh, uh, and having it basically boiled down on Amy just being like I'm just gonna finish this game <laughs> he was critical of him I can handle every 20 seconds talking about the lack of a fucking sprint feature which hadn't been invented yet in video games <laughs> Mario had it in it's first goddamn game I will fucking burn <laughs> your entire house down Bernie, if I have to listen to you talk about running <laughs> <laughs> in <Pardon> 2021 <laughs> so fun fact, fun fact for for one of my units i'm literally <laughs> doing a running mechanic did you <laughs> did you ever get uh, did you ever end up getting to to three where they actually had it as an equipment <laughs> yeah we actually got yeah. that yeah we got Good. The, we got the four. we got a fall we oh, okay we didn't, do five. we didn't do five because someone's internet died when we were meant to stream <clears> it and someone's didn't download the game in time. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the game was in the the Master Chief collection, and it wasn't. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a separate, oh, it's a it, it, it must have. Okay, okay. Because uh, I think game. it's okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a yeah. uh, it's a part of it now, isn't it? Because I think that's how no. I'm playing it. No, no, no. No, but okay. it's all it's all part of Game Pass anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, it doesn't gotcha. really matter all anymore. On, all under the same hood and everything. So I'm reaching yeah. ODST yeah. and everything else as part of the Master Chief collection. Ah, um, uh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. One day, Amy, when we've got that amazing internet, yeah, just download the game instantly. Boom. <laughs> I'm gonna skip talking about this because I feel like it's gonna come up again next week when we talk about the state of play that's happening in like 37 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we skip the next one as well? Do we have to talk about the studio again? You want to skip this to the next one? All right, cool. 
upcoming oh, shit, Harry no, Potter I'm game. Taking back, I'm taking back. <laughs> Keeps brewing trouble. This is from Patricia Hernandez over Polygon. Here, right? Hogwarts, you fucked yourself there, Moody. Hogwarts Legacy, the upcoming open world Harry Potter video game set in the wizarding world of the 19th century, won't be released until 2022. But the game keeps getting mired in controversy. Last year, publisher Warner Brothers had to clarify that Harry Potter creator J.K. wasn't directly involved in the making of the game, following a string of transphobic comments from the author. And now the political views of one of the game's developers has caught the public eye, leading one major community to issue promotional coverage of the title. The game's latest controversy began when journalist Liam Robertson posted a Twitter thread highlighting that Hogwarts Legacy... Lead designer Troy Lever once kept a YouTube channel full of far-right content. Videos by Lever included a defense of men who were accused of sexual harassment, a defense of cultural appropriation, and discussions of whether or not thought crimes are a real thing. Some videos were also sympathetic of the Gamergate movement, which harasses women and marginalized groups in the video game industry under the guise of journalism ethics. The videos are several years old by this point, but they were enough to make headlines, especially since one of the videos claims that publisher Warner Brothers is apparently aware of Leavitt's channel and political views. WB did not immediately respond to a request for comment. In 2018, Leavitt said that while Warner Brothers does not endorse things said on his channel, quote, at least they seem more concerned with making good games than with pushing some kind of a social justice agenda, so there is hope, end quote. Before any of this unfolded, some of the gaming community already found itself reflecting on whether or not they could ethically support a game that could potentially put money in the pockets of a person who continually uses her platform to mock and dehumanise trans people. Many Harry Potter fans are trying to determine if it's possible to continue enjoying media set in the wizarding world without also tacitly endorsing Rowling's views. Rowling, who is called a turf by some critics, as in a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, is controversial enough on her own that some have decided not to buy the game, but leave its involvement is tip the scales even further for some. <coughs> what a social justice agenda. How terrible. We just want everyone mm. to live in <laughs> better times. <laughs> what a bunch of bastards we are. <laughs> terrible people. We're absolutely Awful. terrible We're just people. horrible people. Yeah. It's, 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 all, it's almost like, you know... We're not trying to keep everybody in the same cohesive bubble and understanding of each other. Hmm, interesting. When you see white-winged people, literally, apologies, I'm going to go a little political here, literally try and take over a capital in January, um, and you all you complain about is us complaining that you were racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic twats. You complained about us when you tried to take over a capital and stop a vote. It's almost like fear is a bad thing. I'm not tr- You know what? I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> and, w- and you complain that us who just want diversity, diversify, and inclusion for everybody. The thing is about it, we want inclusion that that includes you, just so you know this, because we want it for everybody. We These are idiots! <laughs> and the morons! <laughs> and I'm getting vexed by them! Seriously, piss off! Well, piss like, off, man! Clearly, as a trans woman, I fight 
tooth and nail every day to, you know, push straight white cis men out of society. That's why I'm currently doing a podcast with two of them. Like, so clearly it's not working because there was only one last week and now there's two. So everything's gone horribly wrong. See, like, so the white wing's winning, ladies and gentlemen. See, <laughs> white wing is winning. They're taking Tony over my podcast with their agenda. It's straight white people. That's what it is. That's what the white wing's all about. So foxes, let's take over this giant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with dear. skin, with short hair, skinheads, and long beards. That's what we're all about. <laughs> and everything like that. Yeah. Um, fuck off. That's all I'm going to say to all of you. There. Yeah. You can piss off. The whole thing of that. Oh, they just want to create great video games and everything like that. They didn't think it. This would come up and bite you, bite them in the ass, mate. I can guarantee you that right now. And if it is right now, I can. I will be very surprised if you're going to be still there in six months' time. Um, we'll see. The <laughs> the the funny thing is that it turns out that the Hogwarts Legacy game didn't even need J.K. Rowling to be involved with it. I know. Um, because it turns out like one of the lead designers is you know also a horrible human being. I haven't had Gamergate for a while. That was that was a fun throwback. Um, to a horrible time. <laughs> and also, let's just clarify one thing, ladies and gentlemen, and I literally will guarantee you this. J.K. Rowland has had her hands in this game because she would she would have been the one confirming everything that they could do for the script. Yeah, every single much. thing. She has her hands in everything when it comes to her property. Everything. And if you don't think she had her hands in this game, she's not developing it Turn it into creating the worlds on the game and all like that, and the game mechanics and everything like that. But she's had her hands in on that script, even if she doesn't get credits on it, she has got her hands in it, and I can guarantee you that. That's true. I'm looking Idiot. forward to seeing how people continually just continue after after this to justify the. Because, you know, we I had that rant on Twitter a little while ago, Moody, before you... Before, I think it was before you logged off Twitter. Um, after the TV show, I think it was, that was announced, and, and, and that one podcast that just fucking sent me in a wall bit. I'll be interested to hear what they've said about this, because uh, I remember one of, their th- one of their things that wasn't, oh, man... How terrible for trans people that this is happening. It was, oh man, how terrible for the developers of the Harry Potter game that this is happening. Don't well, think they've said a single thing. I can say that too. That wouldn't surprise me. Because, well, it turns out that one of the lead designers is pretty much the same, if not worse. So, oh no. <laughs> I feel terrible for you. I really do. Um, Sorry, Foxes. You may talk uh, now. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, just a little small note on... Uh... Uh, like gate gatekeeping and uh, gamergate um I, I like you know i've 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 expressed uh, quite a few things to to my girlfriend megan and uh but you know not too not too extently on like the history of gaming or like you know how, you know how it's been for you know a, a lot of different people who are trying to enter the world in, in gaming which to be honest with you i've always been a proponent of i'll play with anyone I don't fucking care. As long as you and I are nice to each other, we can be uh, connected, cohesive. You know, very equal standing. Uh, I'm gonna game with you. I don't. I don't care. Like, it, like I, I will openly, you know, invite you, and I, I've, I have no issue with that whatsoever. 
And it was actually, I think it was maybe about like two weeks ago, something like that. Megan's been getting really big into um, uh, Animal Crossing and she's been loving um, uh, uh, Stardew Valley. I was going to call, call it Farmville, but that's a different game. <laughs> uh, Stardew Valley. And she's been finding, like, you know, like she, she finding herself in, in different, you know, articles and different, you know, th uh, Reddit threads and so on and so forth to, to find new game, you know, find new things about this game. One thing she actually came to me, sorry, I know this is a long rant, but one thing she actually came to me and said, and this was by her own accord, and to be honest with you, I was so proud, and I completely, utterly agreed with her the moment she had said it. She goes, why do so many fucking people, and mostly guys, gatekeep gaming? And I was like, yup! <sighs> yup, it's a real fucking thing, and it happens all too all damn often. All the time. Yep. All the time. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. How dare you want to be playing games? How how dare you consider yourself a true gamer because you know you haven't finished fucking Dark Souls or whatever the fucking game is these days? Um, it's 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 almost like we, you know at, at, like I was t like I was talking about being a proponent of wanting to play with you. I also want to play with with a wide array of different people who can either teach me things or i'm going to teach them things about the about the game and not be like oh you're not good enough and you haven't gotten to this level where you ain't playing it's like no i'm gonna i want to help you out and maybe you're gonna help me out too to be honest with you in both aspects and and in all honesty it still bothers the shit out of me i can't it grinds my gears sorry yeah, no that's fair <laughs> i only play with people i know these days um purely for that reason or like I, I don't blame people you. who i know who they know I tend to trust mm -hmm. the people that I, that I play games with. Um, yeah, I don't go and play with randoms anymore. Like, ever. <laughs> I did it once when I was playing Bloodborne, and that's because they couldn't talk to me. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> we bowed, and that was our entire interaction. <laughs> that's amazing, actually. So Sometimes the best of friendships don't even have to say anything, and you just game so well together, and you're like... That, that was awesome. That, that was amazing. Let's do that again. And we don't even have to say anything ever yeah, again. You know, just fine. you just jump in, you fight, and then you get out. You know. <laughs> yeah. They died before the end of the boss fight, so I was like, "Oh, rip." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Hades wins Game of the Year at the Gaming Awards. That's Gaming Awards. I know this is the trans flag, but you know, gaming awards. <laughs> the first edition of the gaming awards took place on Twitch last night, with Hades winning the coveted trophy of Game of the Year. Supergiant Games has here also won the Gaming Magazine Readers Award. Dreamfield's visual novel, If Found, published by Annapurna Interactive, won the Best LGBTQ Indie Game Award, as well as the Best LGBTQ Narrative Award. Don't not tell me why. Also received two accolades: Best LGBTQ Character for Protagonist Tyler Ronan, and the Authentic Representation Award. Tani DePass's nonprofit foundation, I Need Diverse Games, which was part of the GI100, won the Industry Diversity Award. Robin Gray, founder and editor of Gaming Magazine, commented, "Quote." I'm so proud to be able to say that we have held the world's first LGBTQ video game award show. 2020 was truly a watershed moment for LGBTQ inclusion in games, and to be able to celebrate it with everyone, although virtually, 
was amazing. Congratulations to all the winners, well done to all the nominees, and thank you again to all the sponsors. See you in 2022, end quote. <laughs> Three really good games. <laughs> like, Hades was a fabulous game. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, Hades is an incredible game. Fox, if you haven't tried it, mate, give it a go. I was you actually just about to it. say that I uh, I love what I love looking at that game because every <laughs> yeah. every time I, I watch someone play, I'm like, this is a stunning game. And to be honest with you, I'm always interested, no, no matter what's going on in it. Yeah, yeah, I need to get around to playing it. I do. Yeah. Um, Five I hours and counting. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I you the one who talked about it found. Yes. Like I haven't installed. I haven't played it yet. But no, I hear nothing but great things. Uh, I don't uh, tell me why I love tell me why last yes. year it was one of my favorite games last year and the car- character uh, Tyler Ronan was absolutely an yeah. amazing character if I remember rightly tell me why I was one of your top five games I believe so yes if found was one of my top five games yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they both. Hades was one of our top five games. Hades was both our top five. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yeah, so I, I almost gave myself a hernia trying to decide whether it was number one or number two. (laughs) Was it? Yeah, you 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 were flipping between one, two, or three all the time for a little bit because you had Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Last of Us, Last of Us, obviously. Um, But yeah, no, those are like three excellent games. Like it's always nice when. Like I can look at some awards and not do what I do with the game awards, which is just go, "What the fuck." Like, whereas with this, it was like, those are great games. <laughs> Good job, gaming awards. The, uh, I actually haven't played uh, any of these, and I didn't know actually about Tell Me Why or It Found. Uh, these both look really, really interesting and really good, actually. Tell Me Why is on um, Game Pass, if you've got Oh, it. nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. PC, yeah. PC for Game Pass as well, so yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I think it, uh, I, uh, it doesn't seem like it's... Very long? How long? Three episodes. Three episodes. So I would say, depending how long you take, I would say it's three hours each episode. Depending how fast. I think I got done within like, I think I got both all episodes done with, so I'd say about two hours each for me. If found was about two or three hours, I think. Um, yeah, the, these look really, really interesting. I love their art, art styles, actually. Oh, yeah. And obviously, here, and of the eight is like Amy said, it's 48 hours long, so. At least mm-hmm. I haven't finished. Need <laughs> <laughs> to complete like said, it ten times to get the real ending. Like I said, <laughs> and, and you'll hear a lot about this game on Monday. But Persona Five Strikers this is all I'm going to be playing for a while. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what, Foxes? I'm really glad that you're here. <laughs> a oh, yeah? US politician is trying to ban violent video games in Illinois. <laughs> this is from Emma <laughs> Ken over at Eurogamer. <laughs> Not for the first time, a US politician is seeking a ban on violent video games, and on this occasion, it's coming from a Democrat in Chicago. Illinois State Representative Marcus C. Evans Jr. is seeking um, an, to amend a 2012 Illinois law that bans underage children from accessing violent video games. If passed, HB 3531 would prohibit the sale of all violent video games in the state with a penalty of up to $1,000 for those selling violent games. It would also modify the definition of a violent video game to one that, quote, allows a user or player to control a character within the video game that is encouraged to perpetuate human-on-human violence in which the player kills or otherwise causes serious physical or psychological harm to another human or an animal, end quote. How the fuck do you... How do you perpetuate psychological harm on an animal? 
<laughs> if you're Mario, you jump on them. That's true. <laughs> the bill would also expand the definition of serious physical harm to include a range of other types of violence, including, quote, motor vehicle theft with a driver or passenger present inside the vehicle when the theft begins, end quote. As the Chicago Sun-Times notes, the bill comes in the wake of increased carjackings in Chicago, with officers responding to 218 incidents in January alone. Representative Evans had been had apparently been contacted by Chicago resident Early Walker, who, aside from having an incredible name, also fronts a, to- a towing company, an anti-violence organization called I'm Telling Don't Shoot, and started an initiative called Operation Safe Pump intended to prevent carjackings. Walker apparently reached out to several state legislators after noticing similarities between local carjackings and Grand Theft Auto. Right, is this, is this the early 2000s again? Quote, I feel like this game has become a huge issue in this spectrum. <laughs> when you compare the two, you see harsh similarities as it relates to these carjackings, end quote. Evans, meanwhile, said he hopes the bill will prohib- quote, prohibit the sale of some of these games that promote the activities that we're suffering from in our communities, end quote. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of uh, history on the case. We don't need that. I want to, But here's the ESA's response. Quote, while our industry understands and shares the concerns about what has been happening in Chicago, there simply is no evidence of a link between interactive entertainment and real-world violence. <laughs> We believe the solution to this complex problem resides in examining thoroughly the actual factors that drive such behaviours rather than erroneously ascribing blame to video games based solely upon speculation. End quote. It's called Grand Theft Auto's fault. <laughs> if it was Grand Theft Auto, if Grand Theft Auto was truly a fault here, that means I would say over 50%, or I'm just going to say even higher, would have gone out and <laughs> done... Uh, car jacked the car and everything like that because that Grand Theft Auto 5 is one of the best selling, consistently best selling games every single year and we're sick of seeing it in the top 10 all the time it but only, it's always there. It was only last year that it fell out of the top 10 like on the MPT and like before that they gave it, they, it was in Game Pass for a while, it was still in the top 10 they gave it away on the Epic Game Store it was still in the top 10 like <laughs> They can give this game to people, and it'll st- and it still sells incredibly well. I found the loophole. What's the loophole? I, I can play Doom as much as I fucking want. Because <laughs> it's demons. demons, it doesn't matter. They're not humans. They're not, they're not humans. animals. They're, not they're just animals. demons. I'm fuck them up. I I have the power of Christ on my side in a shotgun. <laughs> Life has found a way, ladies and gentlemen. Life has found a way. So does my this god, mean like? Oh my god! Does this mean like you won't be able to buy Stardew Valley in Chicago? Like because yeah, because like you literally kill animals yeah. in that game, or like you even just putting them in pens, right? Like surely that could constitute psychological yeah. harm to an animal. I think technically the only game that you could probably play is Animal Crossing, sports, ga- sports games, <laughs> or sports games, yeah, <laughs> and racing. Well, That's about it. Well, well you say that, but you know, you know, if we're doing harm to human on human harm, and we're playing a sports game like I don't know, let's say I, NHL, like, and I thoroughly decimate somebody, <laughs> boom, with a big hit, <laughs> human on human harm, right? <laughs> Football. It's almost. If I do it's the almost like tackle. Yeah, exactly. Human on human harm, right? <laughs> 
it's almost like we haven't come across this before and the the point still stands that oh hey we want to keep throwing money and throwing time and resources at this issue because we think it's a fucking issue i.e violent video games but yet we don't want to throw money at psychological evaluations teachings and understandings to people who are playing these video games way too much I'm not, like, the biggest proponent of, like, video game addiction. I know it's a real thing, but I can't say that me personally, I, like, I, like, I may be addicted to video games, and I don't really know it, you know, to be honest with you. But personally, as, as just me as a person, I, whenever I play my video games, I have no if ands, or buts <clears throat> about how this could be connected to my reality. It's fucking not. It's literally all fiction for me. And I can disassociate myself easily from that. And I know that people, or some people, have the hardest time doing that. And that's why you bring up a great point of uh, we should be targeting and focusing on these people who can't disassociate and don't disconnect and, you know, find uh, health and help. If only there was some kind of... If only there was some kind of, I don't know, program or, or agenda like aimed at social justice in some way like i'm sure there's a way you could you could way way you could describe that a lot more snappily but like that would probably help um in a lot of these cases i'm not gonna lie to foxes because of how f crazy your politics is right now um i can see this bill pass oh for sure <laughs> Poor Californians. <laughs> like, it's Chicago. Like, Chicago, sorry. Imagine, a, what, like, just imagine, like, what would happen if you couldn't sell a violent video game in an entire city in America. <laughs> like, I'm morbidly curious as to what that would even look like and how that would be enforced. Congratulations. I, you wanted to call a duties would take the piss out of it. Call of Duty, you have no one in Chicago could buy it. Either you could just drive to um, Boston. Which I think is the next closest city, and just buy it there. But I think so. Uh, it 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 genuinely like you know because us as Americans, we've literally been through this, and I think uh, Grand Theft Auto yet again was one of the proponents for the whole uh, case study and actual the whole case in and of itself of like you know literally building a defense against you know like four video games and against uh, uh, video games and this the exact same. Things that you are saying are still like, like, are being, it's almost like it's being ripped out of history and being like, hey, let's say all this again just because we fucking can. It's like, do, do you not realize we were here before and that we're still here in the exact same spot now? Like, in a sense of like, you want to make this an issue when really we should focus on more important things yeah. like mental health. But yeah, it kills me. Every every time that that a new state or like some politician, I don't even care what side you're on, that you just want to you want to crutch, you want to look at something and you want to crutch. And sometimes it's video games. And to be honest with you, I'm still gonna be like, what the fuck did Pikmin ever do to you? <laughs> the thing is about it that if this came into like a huge law when it came impacted a lot of states, a lot of countries in general. This this thing would change really fast because they they would see how fast this is hurting the economy because the in game industries throws a lot of money into the economy. 
and helps the economy in a lot of ways. So yeah. they would, I would it, literally see them. I think it right would become more, more sort of um, like it wouldn't be as broad as just even like the games industry and, and how big that industry is. It would just be more the fact that how many stores and places in Chicago that rely on selling video games. Because like, let's be fair, you're either selling violent video games or you're not selling video games at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, like it would also affect the other ecosystems that are that are uh, inadvertently or advertently attached to it, whether it be movies, TV shows, uh, general brandware, or like whatever it is that you decide to, you know, put your actual um, yeah, that's true, like, like stock in, you know. What would be yeah, the rules the on these t-shirts? The what's the difference between a violent movie and a violent video game? There's no difference. Apart from um, that, you play one. I was going to say the interactivity is always the case, is always the argument, but like, what happens when they're like this feel, which is never going to pass? I was watching a video the other uh, a couple of weeks ago about the um, the hearings from the nineties when it was Mortal Kombat and Sega and Nintendo. Um, so like this happens all the time, and it's never yeah, going to go does. anywhere. It all but, comes like, up. When the crime mm -hmm. doesn't go down and the video games have been banned, what do you do then? <laughs> It's it, it's almost like sometimes some people get you know a release and, and and an understanding of escaping from their shittier you know reality versus something that they can actually put put some effort and time to and just be like uh, that actually kind of made me feel better I got some stress out or you know I, I had a, I had a fun time and so therefore my serotonin feels better and I can go deal with things that you know are shittier. Yeah. But the question is, but the craziest is about it. Like even I know myself is that who lives in the UK. Chicago's crime rate is very high, even without video games or anything like that. So, like, 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 like what you said, Amy. Like, so they they'll just argue, they're like they'll, they'll argue in whatever whatever they need to say. If they don't, you ban us. What happens then? If your crime doesn't go down, it'll still be up probably. So, what it goes down one percent? You think that's a success? <laughs> Honestly, if it went down one percent. <laughs> Tons of places Holy shit. and a bunch of people. Now we got to ban TV and movies, and that'll be the other three percent that we're looking for. Sorry, and then because <laughs> just for the heck of it, we have to ban mu music. Oh, when once they've come for the games, they'll come for the rap <laughs> and the metal, and it'll be Dungeons and Dragons. It's almost like this is a never-ending sexual cycle. You, I, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't alive for, for this time. Maybe you were moody, but I remember when Dungeons & Dragons was actually a threat to politicians for some fucking reason. And it's like, yeah. you are making it up in your head. You literally do that on pen and paper. Okay. Like, I know, like, on Saturday, I will be hunting Amy and Ryan down in Among Us. Like, and I'll be drooling while I'm doing it to hunt them down <laughs> and find them. I know this. Fun know story. Give me pleasure. <laughs> Fun story. He's going to be streaming that as well. So the trailing yes, part Ooh, is interesting. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What 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 day you said? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Okay. Words about games. Tw uh, Twitch.tv word slash words about games. Awesome. Hit that follow button to find out when we go live. Spoiler alert: eight thirty. Um. <laughs> I, I might go a little early. I deleted the story because the next one, because uh, that took longer than I thought it was going to. Well, you did um, add like another story to this as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then deleted one because I was being never a fool. had never had someone from America when we've talked about something stupid happening in America. So that was that was that was really cool. 
But now it's <laughs> yes, we Americans be really stupid for some of us. I mean, we can't really say anything anymore. Like, <laughs> no, we, can't. we used to be able to like be like, "Ah, stu- you're, you're so stupid." But I mean, have you seen what's happening in our country? <laughs> like, the rest of Europe literally calls us Plague Island. <laughs> oh, rip! <laughs> and then they're not wrong. They're they're not wrong. And they just call us Plague Island just for our politicians alone. Yeah, right. It's got nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> it's, not about, no, it's not about the COVID. I didn't like that. Anyway. And, and to be honest with you, they just call us the plague. So. <laughs> We're just going to read Games Out next week, which is my time, I take. <laughs> Games Out next week, ladies and gentlemen. 1st of March. Nothing. March 2nd. Uh, McQueen, I think. Uh, PC, PlayStation 5, and the PlayStation 4. It does not like Xbox or the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it is a first person puzzle game that takes you into the world where every building, plant, and object are simulated, simulated tiny and staggeringly huge. That's how it says on the, on the little clip I have there. Uh, Harvest Moon, One World, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch doesn't like next-gen consoles, ladies and gentlemen. Like, come on, man, get ahead of the curve. Begin your new life with a whole, with a whole world of to explore, manage and grow in farms while exploring the world of adventure. Devise cultures, diverse cultures, and friendships of harv- in Harvest Moon open world, open world, one world. <laughs> <laughs> Neptuna Virtual Stars PlayStation Four literally doesn't like anything else other than PlayStation Four. Banders band <laughs> together with virtual idols to save planet Emote in the music-based hack and slash. Nothing is coming out on March third, ladies and gentlemen. March fourth, Loop Hero PC. A lich has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into a never-ending chaos. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards like Yu-Gi-Oh to place enemies. I added the Yu-Gi-Oh part. Buildings and tearing along each unique exploration loop for the brave hero. Do you think they can summon the Red Eyes Black Dragon like the best no. card in Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> no. I summon Mewtwo. Wait. <laughs> Mewtwo. Nice. <laughs> no, that's tomorrow. For the, mm. yeah, that's the, tomorrow, yeah. The, the Pokemon <laughs> Direct, which we also haven't seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they'll announce the, ge- a- the game that I'm hoping they will announce. That I will then get for open for for fantasy critic later this year. <laughs> what a great day! It, what a great day it's been to do a podcast when we're going to miss like half of the relevant news for the week. I just thought about something. Do you think there might be news for Elden Ring? No, it was announced on 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 a, on a Microsoft um, E3, so I highly doubt that it's going to be on a PlayStation State of Play. When is uh, Microsoft's? They haven't said anything. They haven't said okay, nothing. Okay, fair yet. enough. Yeah, they're keeping everything close to their chest right now. They're waiting. I imagine they're waiting until they can talk about Halo before they do anything. Um, because I think that's just yeah the crack. Anyway, I'm just I'm adding something to Open Critic. Effect spell. Because let's be real, like <laughs> even if I add foxes, there's only one point behind you, Moody. <laughs> you. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> for open critic head to head this is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the upcoming open critic average of one upcoming game I messed the intro because I was laughing <laughs> If you get, whoever gets closest gets one point if you manage to guess the score correctly 
you get two points. And uh, last week, we couldn't do Persona 5 Strikers because the reviews came out like six months before the, the game did. At least that's what it felt like anyway. <laughs> so we did Bravely Default 2. I guessed it would get an 85. Moody guessed it would get a 70. Uh, I guessed it would get an 80. Moody guessed it would get a 75. And at the time of writing, Bravely Default 2 has an upgrade average of 79. The worst thing is, I bet by the time we come round to the next podcast, it'll, it'll be, be at 76 or 75 <laughs> or something. And no. I'll be like, oh, you forgot six, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, that's not like that hasn't happened before. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Usually to you. <laughs> yeah. It always yeah. seems to say screw yeah. you, Oliver. Um, that, was good, yeah. <clears throat> that puts the current scores at Amy 4, Mooney 1 with one draw. But I've added Foxes in. Um. Because it's it would be rude to play a game and just leave him out of it completely. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate Even it. if he's not back next week. <laughs> He'll probably still somehow win. Like, we invite I know, him back, that's, like, that's the times. thing. He's going to pick the score and he's going to nail it. He's going to hit the two-pointer. We know he is. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week, slim pickings for, for new games coming out. But uh, I thought we could try Maquette, the um, Annapurna game. puzzle game from Annapurna Interactive. But who goes first? What do you reckon, Mooney? I'm still going to make you go first. Fine. Because I feel like it. 70. <laughs> 70. You just default into 70 a lot these days, don't you? I have no idea what this game is whatsoever. I've had a look at it, um, and it doesn't look like it'll... I don't think it'll go far for me, personally. What do you reckon, Foxes? Now that I've I know that... on the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I know that there is quite a bit of people who really, really enjoy um, puzzle games, and whether it be first or third, I, I guess it doesn't really matter because there's there's still like quite a few people playing. Take you know, take the witness, the um, super liminal, you know, so on and so forth. Which actually, to be honest with you, this kind of gives me both vibes. You know, kind of like a mixture between the two. Not yeah. to really kind of like you know, like like pin like pin it on the, uh, on the point. But if I had to give this a score to do, I'd say. Honestly, let's let's go let let let's bump up above Moody. Let's go eighty. There you are. I guarantee. I know where Amy's gonna land now. I know where she's gonna land. Damn. Do you really? Yeah. Annapurna yeah. Interactive. Moody, we had a conversation about Annapurna Interactive at the beginning of the year. Yep. Do you remember what that was about? <laughs> they have thrown out some good games. There's no doubt about this. <laughs> Literally, whoever signs games for Annapurna Interactives. I think if I remember correctly, my quote was they need a raise, a bigger office, a bigger desk, a promotion, <laughs> a new car, <laughs> a new house, a, new house, a, a wife for that house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Annapurna Interactive Games. Like, and like, if you actually go and look at the list of games they've published in the last few years, like, <laughs> there's some phenomenal games on there. Um, so my guess was always going to be an 82. Hmm. Well, I thought you were going to the middle of 75 and be oh. 75. Look, you know, I, you know I always pick my scores before you, know, you, you can't do. say anything, unless I roll dice. That Like that one time I rolled dice. Yeah, she rolled the dice for Marvel's Avengers and she got a 90, 91? 97. A 97. 
Is Annapurna doing the cat game? Uh, they are. Great. They are, yeah. Yeah, they are. All right, yeah. I know what I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I remember seeing or seeing the uh, the reveal trailer for it and just being like, "I can play a game as a cat." Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess right. one said that. I won't yeah. lie. They're also yeah. doing um, twelve minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that too. Actually. Cool. That's it. We're done. Just so we know, ladies and gentlemen, even though we are finishing, the PlayStation 5 state of play has begun. Yeah, I don't want to know. I'm going to finish this podcast. I'm going to go. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to. And then I'm going to sit wow, down. Wow, Halo Infinite looks amazing. <laughs> I'm going to sit down in my pajamas. They've got a jump mechanic. <laughs> They've got a running mechanic. <laughs> you know, I can mute you, right? We've been down this road before. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Don't worry. It's a little bit more complicated because I can't just mute the entire Discord because Fox is a CNO. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna do it. It is, yeah. Thank Keep you for joining work. us, Foxes, mate. I was glad to be here. This was fun. Oh, thank you for fun. having me. Yeah, I miss podcasting with you, mate. Like I've said, like I said to you. Yeah, uh, I, I don't it know too. when. This I don't know when mine. Uh, mine's gonna be coming back if it's coming back at all. I haven't really decided on that. And yeah. uh, like I've said many times to Amy, this doesn't feel like work. This just feels like I'm just chatting with friends, and I enjoy it. Not that what, not like what I was wasn't enjoyable. I real I was realizing before, obviously, everything happened really privately. Um, it was feeling like work, and I didn't. I said to myself, if it started doing that, I would stop it for a while. So I don't blame you. Uh, and and uh, like I like telling everyone, you take your time, boo boo. Hmm. I'm happy I facilitated this mini reunion. <laughs> For me, it was just like being on the Glorious Movie Show, except I had talked more. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> we, we do happen to mix quite a few games into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> as Moody can attest, I don't really watch that many films. <laughs> right now, neither do I. <laughs> Games are just, just bad. <laughs> no, it was fun having you having you on. It was nice. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime. In fact, I might just start inviting you every week and see what happens. <coughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's not like we don't record at the same time every week. Wait, but didn't you say at the beginning of this podcast we're, we're taking it over? Don't you want to get rid of me? Because you don't want a plus one? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Moody, you're fired. <laughs> Oh, sweet! Oh. Adios. <laughs> but just remember, ladies and Sam. Just remember one thing. It was two seconds. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get the belt, isn't he? Yeah, he's gonna get the belt. <laughs> I am the champ of open critic. <laughs> you are currently you losing. Me, you're nothing <laughs> by three points. <laughs> the champ is here. <laughs> See, now you have to get something that's a representation of you winning since you're currently winning. Well, I won Fantasy Critic, um, so I can just get myself a Fantasy Critic trophy if I wanted to and be like... <laughs> but there you go. I won, I, won, I won Fantasy Critic like halfway through 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else put up quite a bad, pathetic fight in that one. Yeah, I did all right for my first goal. It's my first goal as well. Um, no, no, wasn't you had the, the goal before? That's the year before, didn't you? No. I thought it was. No, this was my apologies, our first my league. Um, but yeah, no, Foxes, you're, you're, as far as I'm concerned, there is a third chair on this podcast with your name on it. How about, how about that? 
and you can come and go as you please. Moody, you have to stay Ooh. and all, be here all the time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for me. I don't mind doing that. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here because we've got plenty. I said to Amy a while ago, <laughs> just tell me when I'm outstayed, but welcome. <laughs> she hasn't said <laughs> it yet. Even though I feel like I've crossed the line a few times, she still hasn't said it. <laughs> well, because I, I, I kind of see what the what the, the schedule is now, or the repertoire, I should say, is, is that you two are, are quite cordial and nice to each other here, but as soon as it gets to Phasmophobia <laughs> or Among Us, it's I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest voice you've ever said ever. <laughs> more or less that's that's pretty much it like once we have to try and once we have to try and cooperate with each other in a video game all better off like i still haven't forgiven her when she literally threw stop uh Stop me from getting into the next level fall guys, but then I had to let her kind of forgive her because she won the freaking level. She got the crown at the end, so I still kinda of haven't forgiven for that because she basically threw me under the bus <laughs> to get to the end. I will ask for one tiny favor from you, Amy. Whenever you get a chance and make sure not to tell Moody, just throw a sticky nade like right at the back of his head. Gotcha. I'm pretty good with those sticky nades. Just be hey, like, Moody. is that a spider on my head? <laughs> 10 out of 10 reference I understood that thank reference. you yes oh my god <laughs> what is it a spider get it off get it off get it off yeah <laughs> and Moody's like what's red versus blue <laughs> yeah You're not well, wrong it's like oh we're playing Halo this week that's weird <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's get out of here. We got let's PlayStation. We got PlayStation adverts to watch. <laughs> Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye.